everyone, ladies and germs. Welcome to yet another episode of the Murfanko Experience, Pittsburgh Baseball Now's very own podcast. And I welcome you to an episode that is probably just going to stick mostly with the prospects because uh, that's what we usually do because major league team isn't what you call uh, noteworthy. And uh, I, I cover them uh, pretty much strictly now. And it, I, I just want to talk about prospects because it makes me happy. Um, got some pretty good topics to go with today, but before we get into any of that, let me introduce the co-hosts. Uh, first off, we got Big Bear, Anthony Murph Dog Murphy. What's going on, baby? What's going on, man? Not a damn thing. You know, chilling. It's Friday. So pretty happy. Yeah, man. Yeah. Rebecca Black must be in this bitch because it is Friday. Um, <laughs> Nola, Louisiana Ted. What's going on, man? Uh, I'm sad that the people got to miss story time. Yeah, I know. They, they could have heard a little bit of Pig the Pug. Um, it was wonderful as usual. Yeah. Well, well, I mean, we, we just I, heard I, it a little bit. Yeah, we just yeah, got a little bit of it back. He he has the book in bed, so yeah, he's rereading it to himself now. Hey, man, <laughs> you got to get that kid to read somehow. Yeah, we exactly. pick the pug every day. That, but uh, that is his last name. <laughs> everything uh, good on your end, man? Any anything new, noteworthy? Uh, I I did install the uh, bed cover on my truck today, so I guess that's noteworthy. You need a bed cover on the truck, especially that pretty truck. Yeah, and, and uh, I mean, it was probably about like over ninety degrees while I was doing it, so that was fun with a with a solid black bed cover. That was fun. Sounds like fun. Black in the sun, man. Gotta mm-hmm. love it. Just my, just my beat down tra- on it. my translucent skin. <laughs> I'm pretty much there with you. I, I I I'm like a lobster after the sun. I don't tan. I get red. Yeah. So. I, we're not, I we're not lucky. Pain. We're not lucky like Murph and his half Spanish <laughs> heritage. <laughs> I don't have that issue. Thank you. No, no, you do not. Uh, we're, we're just some gringos, and and you're the you're, you're the head honcho here, man, for sure. But um, you know, the first topic that I really wanted to get into today, and you guys saw it on Twitter. I, I revealed it already. Uh, Matt Gorski, twenty uh, four year old. Uh, battling in Greensboro, uh, probably a step below where we want to see him right now, especially with the age. And he has like a gajillion home runs in Greensboro, uh, maybe a little over exaggerated, like 14. Not far. No, it's not. It seems like every day there's a home run from him. And believe it or not, his OPS is the second best on the team at one point something uh, you got Jacob Gonzalez uh, tearing it up. Who's like 30 years old in high a. So there's that, but uh, boys, Matt Gorski, what have you seen so far? And he has to be in Altoona now, right? Promote this man. Promote him. Promote Please. this man. So I'm going to say something sarcastically here. We haven't seen much of him thanks to the lovely lack of a stream by Greensboro. <laughs> so, so we definitely could have seen, liked to see a lot more. But, yeah, th- um, we always always said he, um, he kind of has the tools. I, like, Nola, you talked about it like with uh, Kyron when we had him on the podcast. He has, he, he has the, the loud tools and everything like that, and mm. it's fun to watch, and, and he can hit the ball really hard. It was just a matter of making contact on a more consistent basis and he's 
he's doing that now. The the strikeouts are down this year. Um, walks are up a little bit. He, he's a guy I remember when they drafted him. Baseball America said like like they're looking at some like under the radar kind of guys and and stuff like that. And they they kind of threw him out there as a guy who had the tools to be like a 2020 guy. And, and we're kind of seeing that this year, 14 home runs, nine, nine stolen bases, I believe right now. So, I mean, he hasn't had a chance to steal a base in a while because every time he makes contact, it's going over the fence. So, <laughs> so, so may, maybe eventually he'll, he'll, he'll settle for a single. So then he can swipe a couple bags to get the totals going. And it seems like he's been pretty selective with it too. He's only got caught stealing once. So percentage mm-hmm. is really high. I think it's what 90%. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. So I don't know. Is is okay, here's the question. Is he what Jared Triolo was last year, kind of coming out of nowhere in Greensboro? Or does he have a little bit of a different story to tell? I think he has a little different story again, because with Triolo was, you know his big holdback was power. Whereas, you know, Triolo had the discipline, he had the contact, the hit tool, the defense. I mean, well, now his speed came out of nowhere. I don't think anybody yeah. projected that. Second but, on the team. But when that's what it, so, I mean, Triolo this year is probably a little more what people are expecting because the power so far hasn't really translated. Yeah. I think even just a little earlier today, I said, I said to y'all about how, like if you don't look at slugging and OPS, Trill is having a great year because yeah. he's batting like 265 <laughs> with like a 350 on base percentage, and it's just you want to see more power. Yeah. Um, whereas with Gorski, I mean, again, uh, kind of like Murph was just saying, I do remember as well. You know, he was one of those on the radar guys where, and bringing up a guy, I think I have a couple of times I know uh, John loves uh, Casey Houston. It was this, he was kind of the same player, and it was just like he's extremely talented, extremely athletic. It's just he can't make contact. And, uh, and that's kind of where Gorski was, too. And I mean, I guess the one downside is, I mean, if you do look at his home road splits, he still has like a 780 OPS on the road, but like his OBP is under 300. It's like 295, I think. Yeah. Um, because I know that's another thing I think we've we've noticed before where even like walks and strikeouts between home and away are a little different because pitchers get a little selective in their pitching when they're in Greensboro because they know it's such a band box. Yeah. So that's why I, I, don't, I don't remember what he did tonight, but yeah. going into tonight, he had like 13 walks and 13 Ks, whereas on the road, it was like 19 Ks and three walks. Yeah. All that aside, I mean, yeah, he's 24. He's he's actually a little. I don't think Gonzalez turns twenty four till I think it's December. But Gorski turned twenty four in January, so it's probably about time for him to get up. I mean, he would easily probably be the best center fielder option in Altoona. He's the best defender. That's the place in first base this year too. So yeah, he's in there. He's only twenty three, or. It, it might actually be June when Jacob turns 24. I don't know. He, he's a little younger than Gorski. Um, but, yeah, for, I mean, first base is open because Tower Power is hurt right now. And otherwise, they're just kind of – Alvarez goes there occasionally. Shackelford goes there occasionally. Um, so, I'm going to be a spot open. Not What's great that? defensively, though. 
Shepard's um, not good defensively, <laughs> but I would much uh, rather get someone up in, in there. Yeah, I think he's yeah. cost Pigero like three or four of those errors. Yeah. He's uh he's a little on the short side. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> Doesn't sure look does. right at first base, man. <laughs> it's that's like a good second baseman uh, look right there, what he's got. I would just love to see Gorski a little more, you know, because again, somebody doesn't like to stream games, so we can't really see. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's why it's all more important to get him promoted so we can actually see him play some games. Right. And be like, yeah, and that's okay. that's gonna be the crazy thing. They'll they'll wait to promote him right whenever like Greensboro goes on stream where like it won't matter. Right. Right. Well, but hopefully that means that someone uh, intriguing is getting promoted. Yeah, I, because like you said, center field, he's probably a good option there. And obviously you're gonna have to promote someone from Altoona. So are you mm. thinking maybe Frazier goes to triple A? I don't know. I don't know. I, I mean, I, I don't know. It, it's hard because I guess yeah. Connor Scott hasn't completely fallen off, but he's not doing near what he did in the opening months. No, he looks human. I guess yeah, is the best uh, way to put it. Yes. I mean, Lolo, yeah. I guess, is an option himself. You want, a, you want a fun name that I know you guys will like? Sable. Okay. <laughs> oh, I mean, okay. Sable, yes. But that, that's a different position. How about uh, Marcano? He's played good. And then, like, if, if we start shuffling people up because we're sending up uh, O'Neill Cruz and, and stuff like that, they, they can use someone like Marcano at AAA with a little more of a utility option to kind of yeah. cover cover their spots. But, yeah. I mean, Marcano hasn't looked great in the outfield. Kinda, but, like, I mean, he hasn't played much of it going into this year. So, I wouldn't expect anything else. Yeah. He's yeah. looking like he's trying to make me eat crow. <laughs> he, he's looked good. He is like I, I think I mentioned. He he is probably like the most aggressive base runner I've seen in in, in the minors. Like mm-hmm. as soon as he makes contact, he's automatically looking to if it's a single, he he's looking for any sign that he could stretch that to a double. Not mm-hmm. as aggressive and, as Rodolfo Castro apparently trying to steal third base with two outs against Yadier Molina. I, What's yeah, going on there? I think his ball got big because he stole a base to begin with off of Yachty. Yeah, he's like, all right, I got it. The late steal again. No, I got that, this. That, that's not going to work, man. Nope. <laughs> You're not going to get two by Yachty. No. Um, but we did talk about off the air, you know, June promotions, you know, with the FCL and I think the DSL around the same time in June starts to open up and promotions are going to have to start happening because again, John said that there's only one team in the FCL, which was weird. You mentioned. So is June the perfect time for Gorski and others for, because you're going to have to make correlating moves. So is June the time? I'd probably say so. It it makes sense. It gives everyone like a a month or two to kind of get adjusted and, and everything and the weather starts warming up and, and, um, so yeah, June makes sense. Yeah, you uh, you you feel the same sentiment there, Ted. Yeah, um, hoping June is the time that things start happening. I mean, and I don't know about uh, Pagero if um, they would move him up just yet. Um, it feels like you kind of like they did last year. They might just leave him down all year yeah. and move him up late. You know, I mean, the bat looks like it could play already. Um, obviously, Sable yeah. should probably be moved up already. Um, and I, I think they probably would 
move him. Uh, we just want to get make sure Tank's healthy, back playing, able to take on a heavier workload. Yeah. Um. Again, Jacob Gonzalez obviously needs promoted. He, uh, he has yet to be challenged so far this year. Yeah. Um. And also, I mean, it's just it's what's been getting me kind of irritated is I feel like they need to actually start showing some sign of some semblance of you know wanting to make the upper major league team competitive because I mean it's still it's just we're in such a waiting motion right now yeah yeah I I mean it's I guess it's a wait and see game but we can all say for certain that Gorski is off to the one of the best starts of his minor league career I mean you look at uh, what is it the past two other years of work Gorski hasn't looked as good as he is right now. And some uh, certain podcasters would say he's a second round bust that uh, Murph had to just well, he's already got, is it, get in there. Yeah. <laughs> he, he only had 17 home runs last year. And he's, yeah. he's, he's going to eclipse that by and, Sunday. <laughs> probably. Um, I guess, and, and too, like we, we've all been kind of waiting to see, you know, like we had Matt Frazier last year kind of just come out of nowhere and, and shoot himself all the way up the prospect ladder and stuff yeah. like that. And haven't really had anyone do that so far this year. Kind of got to see that at uh, Altoona first. Well, you know, you mentioned prospect ladder shooting up and, you know, some prospects graduated off of the top 100 list and they graduated off of prospect status and, correspondingly people had to get added and we may not have seen who we wanted added to the list uh, as far as the pirates go and I think there's one certain name that we all can say for certain that deserves to be in that top 100 list that wasn't added so who should have been added to that top 100 list I I I think at this point now like if if Mike Burroughs isn't in the top hundred, he has to be like 101, 102, that kind of yeah. that kind of thing. So like it sucks that it hasn't happened yet. I, I get it to an extent what you only pitched 40, 50 innings, something like that last year. Yeah. So the body of work still isn't there that they probably want from a guy that they're gonna put in the top hundred, but the skill set's there. It's been made very clear from the beginning of the year. He's been hands down the best pitcher in, in the in the system outside of Rowanzi. Um. Yeah, it, it it'll only be a matter of time. It depends on. It's just a matter of how many people graduate, how quickly they do that kind of stuff. Yeah, and I know Nola keeps tabs on all the people that are close to yeah. graduating. So, yeah. who's close to graduating right now? And does that mean Burroughs is due to jump on this list? I mean, honestly, well, because if you even think back to last year, I mean. Ronzi, I mean, he only might have had 40, 50 innings before they started throwing him on lists. And again, I think Baseball America was the first one to put him on and pipeline being pipelines. Like, oh, crap, we, we got to add him now, too. But uh, <laughs> I think uh, Pe- Pena's real close, um, which I mean, I guess that's the one thing. I think Pena's on all three lists. Um, Quan for the Guardians is only on, I want to say, Baseball America and Fangraphs. He's close. Um, I know Hunter Green only needs – is Hunter Green pitching tonight? He was at 33 innings. Gore's at 29 innings, but the, Torkelson's over 100. There's 
a good near six guys that should fall off in the next couple of weeks. And I think Burrow should find his way on it within the next couple of weeks, just with five, six guys falling off. I think his body work, like Mark was saying, especially even, I mean, tonight he shoved again. Like he's showing he belongs. He's showing he can dominate. It changes. Looks away. pretty good. Yeah, so I, I, I think he there's a high probability of him being out in the next couple of weeks. Especially Luis since, Castillo pitched today, just so you know. Oh, he did? Okay. Yeah, yeah and then especially since uh, – but, yeah, he should be added soon. It, it, and because Baseball America just updated their top 30 and they moved Burroughs to seventh, which is just behind Priester, who's, I think, 80th in Baseball America. Yeah. Yeah. Juju is elated at Baseball America's latest rankings, man. I, I heard the the jump for joy in his voice, and I'm living He's for it. Trying to sing a song, yeah, the Burroughs song. Let, let's just dub it that right now. Um, Murph, you you've talked plenty of times on Burroughs uh, curveball and how it's probably the best in the system, if not one of the best in minor leagues as it stands right now. And you know we've discussed. Uh, on numerous occasions that he has to develop that changeup, and Nola, you know, touched on it a little bit here. Um, what did you see Friday night, which is the day we're recording today, um, from Burroughs? Because he threw a ton of changeups, from what it seems. Yeah, so like through the first, I'm going through and kind of, uh, I'm gonna like digest it, and I'm gonna throw out like a little breakdown article of right. of, of the changeup to get a better idea. Since this is. I, I believe this is probably the the game that he's showcased it the most, but um, he was throwing it even he was throwing it against lefties and righties. He was throwing it in on in on lefties, placed it pretty well. Some I mean, it, it's you could see the work in progress, but he also got uh, like four or five swings and misses on it. That's key. So the yeah, so the change really good, really good. He used it really good to set up the fastball. Like he he threw it away on a on a lefty got him swinging and then he threw the fastball right behind it and hit like the corner for a called strike three so like the sequencing using it in, in sequencing was really good so the control was still kind of iffy at times like he threw like six or seven straight balls at one point so it still kind of escapes him here and there but other than that like yeah the stuff slides out like he, he's the best pitching prospect in the system in in a lot of systems that don't have a player like Rowanzi blocking right. him, so. yeah, um, you know that that's one of the big steps for any pitcher in development is you know developing a good pitch sequence, knowing how to sequence their pitches, where to throw them, and from very little that I've seen of Burroughs, I've went back and you know watched some of his starts. It seems like he has that aspect of his game down, knowing when to throw pitches and where to throw pitches. But it's like you said. Uh, the command kind of evades him in certain points. Now, tonight's start, I know you mentioned that, you know, the the command was a little off, but was the pitch sequencing on point from what you've seen? Like, did he have that down? Yeah. Yeah, he, he threw a lot of, I like, he was like mixing like the, the fastball up in under like the lefty's hands and then like snapping the curveball right underneath it too, to, to kind of give different looks from that eye level. And, and he hit, the the curveball on like the inner quarter of the plate a couple times for called strikes so so like the sequencing there he, he knows how to pitch it doesn't surprise me that that like he's that advanced with that kind of with that um even for someone who was drafted out of high school 
But ma- the main the main thing, the impressive thing is like how far he's come this year with with the changeup. Yeah, yeah, and that was the biggest gripe that we had with Burroughs last year mm-hmm. was he needs to develop that third or fourth pitch to kind of elevate himself into a starter's role because at the time we were thinking he'd be a lights out well I was thinking because it's me he'd be a lights out bullpen arm long relief man type deal no that's that's good because like me and Tim me and Tim were talking about that too at one point and and Tim said that he'd be a guy that like right now the guy that you could throw out not like right now in the majors but like just the way that he looks right now guys like like a David Bednar like just put him out there when you need an out kind of thing high leverage situation pitcher Yeah. yeah Yeah. That's what I know. One of the things, well, I know we talked about like even his like uh, throwing motion, his mechanics, and it it seems they seem a little cleaner this year. Yeah. Um, And then, yeah. And one of the things that worried me last year was it seemed like he would always get in like that. It was always happened like in the third or fourth inning, he would always have that moment where it's like he couldn't put guys away and would all of a sudden. It's not that he would like get hit so much in that inning, but it would he would have like a real nice pitch count, like twenty four pitches through two, two innings, and then he'd throw twenty four pitches in the third inning. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. And it seems like he's really fine tuned his pitches, his sequencing, and everything to where you know he can keep a pitch count down, and you know he's getting through five innings rather easily and could even pitch into the six. Yeah, because I think he only did that once last year, pitch five innings, once, maybe twice. And he's done it like three or four out of his last five starts. Like he had that one Sunday start where they where they kind of kept the pitch count down because it was the second time in the same week that he that he pitched. But other than that, like he's gone at least five in the majority of his starts for the last month. Encouraging stuff for sure from Burroughs. Uh, you know, speaking of pitchers who have gone five innings or more in recent starts, and we're going to transition to, you know, the major league side of things. I know people are going to get depressed and Murph shaking his head like, please don't bring this negativity into my life. <laughs> but we I'm have to. Biased. We have to. And, you know, it's a positive Murph's thing. Like, exactly. Don't make me talk major league baseball. <laughs> Co- Cody, when are you taking Kevin New- Newman off my hands? Uh, I'm guessing very soon, very soon, maybe when I go to the stadium. He hit a double tonight, so you'll probably see him tomorrow. Yeah, I'm assuming. I'm assuming. But, you know, Zach Thompson, we got to talk about Thompson because past three starts, he's looked pretty electric. I mean, he's looked like the best pitcher on the Pirates starting staff besides Jose Quintana. And one of the things that we've seen was he's used the cutter a hell of a lot more. He's kind of reverting back to when he pitched for the Marlins in 21. That was his main uh, tool that he would use. So I know you guys haven't seen a lot of Major League Baseball. I don't blame you. But is Zach Thompson kind of asserting himself into a potential role when the Pirates are, quote unquote, supposed to contend? Or is this just hype for now? Because I know the two starts were against the Reds, and that's not saying much. But he did look good against the Cardinals lineup, who is, yeah. I think, top six in batting average. So it's a good sign, at least, right? Uh, well, I mean, <laughs> Juju's giving his opinion, so I'll, I'll follow it up um, with, I mean, uh, as with, you know, a lot of the Pirates pitchers, I'm having a hard time believing yeah. 
unless you know he strings together like six, seven, eight starts of being. I mean, he just got his ERA under five. Um, yeah. with he was the bad in the three beginning. starts. Yeah, bad. so maybe they did, you know, move into the cutter more. Might make him more effective. I mean, he didn't strike out a lot of guys tonight, so that in itself is kind of like, okay, is it just he had a night with weak contact, or is it that he's going to generate a lot of weak contact going forward? Yeah. Or it's possible he could be asserting himself as being you know the fourth or even just the fifth starter which teams need yeah you know if you got a guy like thompson that could throw you could trust for five six innings not you could have a era in the mid fours even high fours if it ain't over five i mean a fifth starter can give you five six innings every fifth day that's useful but i don't know I was just Uh, triggered by uh, the word six inning and a starting pitcher. I just hope you know. (laughs) I guess at this point, I'm just, I'm having a hard time believing anybody on the Pirates is really breaking through other than just like they're having a hot moment. Yeah. I know that we acquired Thompson in the Stallings trade, sad face, but, you know, the Pirates do have a history of flipping pitchers like Thompson at the deadline for another recycle is Thompson because we know Quintana is going to be gone. We, we It's just the writings on the wall. Does Thompson fit into that role is basically what I'm trying to get at, or is he going to be on this team further? I would imagine he's going to be on the team a little bit longer. He's a guy that right. you can still control for, a good amount of years on there. So, you know, dollar, dollar signs or lack there of dollar signs. Yeah. It's an ideal thing for, for them to have. And I mean, I I feel like he's just kind of who he is. Like, like Nola said, everyone needs a fit starter. That's, that's what he could be. If he can go out there and every now and again, throw one of these starts out there against a good team. Sweet. Awesome. But like it just you kind of get the feeling that he's one of the guys that you're just gonna have to ride the highs with and you know, yeah, and try not to pull your hair out when he hits the lows. Do you do you find yourself holding your breath when you see him starting or even in high leverage situations? Because I know I do, I still find myself doing that. But that's with every starter on this roster. Yeah, I mean I feel I feel that like that's just like the pitch of that. So like we're just we're just expecting the worst where that's just how we are. We just expect the worst with it. Yeah. Um, I mean, that, I mean, it's, I get no more nervous when he's pitching than, than I do pretty much anyone else yeah. that, that goes out there. He'll, he'll, <laughs> he'll have mo- his moments where he does good and where he doesn't. Maybe eventually we'll have those moments where, you know, we call up a Brennan Donovan, like the Cardinals and we're like, Oh, he's probably going to be good. <laughs> for us it's uh eh, i mean maybe he'll go one for 10 and one that one hit will be a home run maybe if we're lucky okay so the the next topic that i wanted to transition to is a fan favorite the past i don't know three or four that we've done of these people have ranted and raved about it so murph big bear what are some uh good uh rants that you have for today's episode man the only thing that I feel like I'm upset right now 
seems pretty good. What I'm upset is, so I don't watch a lot of the major league games. I, what? I, I don't. Yeah, I don't. I, who, who can blame? Who can blame? But my focus is watching the minor leagues, getting everything going, doing, you know, Fair focus enough. on the minors. But when I do decide to turn on the Pirates, the Major League Ball Club, it is getting pretty tiresome to see the same thing over and over and over again. As in, team can't hit. You could count on maybe one guy to get on base. You could, and then, but then even then, you have you have a boneheaded base running mishap. Someone trying to steal third base with two outs left, with your best hitter <laughs> at the plate. Yeah, the, that, yeah. Then the pitching, <laughs> the pitching staff. It, it, it's just like, and we talked about it earlier. It's like, so like maybe I just like okay, I'll give I'll give it till June, and then if we don't see some of these guys coming up. Then, then, like, what, what are we even doing here? Like, what's, what's, what's the purpose of it? Free Mason Martin. Yeah, Mason. Martin. Like, uh, and I get it. I said it before. Like, they're going to give Yoshi every chance to snap out of this, and then some. But realistically, we should have never been in this situation with it in the first place. No, we, we, like, I get. I'm not saying Colin Moran was anything special because he wasn't. He, he he was not. He he was. He was calling Murray fringe bench average kind of player. Like he, the only team he's going to start for is the Pirates and Reds kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> but he had at least some sort of extended period of time to where he's proven he can at least stay in and at that at the major league level. He'd have a month Whereas or two Yoshi, where he would look okay. Yeah, yeah. Yoshi Whereas hasn't Yoshi had, had the, that month, month and a half after the Pirates signed him. Yeah. And, like, the two teams that he was on before, if, if the Tampa Bay Rays can't make you work, there's a good chance that, like, it's just not meant for you. And then if the Dodgers can't make you work either, for, I mean, they, you, you think of them spending all the all the money that they just buy everything. They're they do. amazing at development, but their develop their their ability to develop people is the reason that they can go out and make trades for like Trey Turner and Max Scherzer and stuff like that. I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give it till like I said too, like in the bigger grand picture thing, Neil Huntington didn't win anything till year five. I think to to pack it in and call it a day for for Ben Ben. Any time, any point before that would be wrong. So I'm bigger picture. Yeah, I, I'll give him. I'll give him a, a couple more years on it. But as far as this year, this is the year that you like. We're supposed to be start seeing the, them, the guys come up. And even if you don't count the the Mason Martins and 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 even Cal Mitchell, who, who's made just as good of a case, yeah. you get some of these. Like, there's no reason that Heath Hembry should be pitching right now on, on this team. There's no reason that like, Anthony Bondi should be pitching on this team right now. No. You have plenty of option in the minors that you can cycle and rotate through to to get give everyone a look. There's it's just no reason. De Los Santos is a perfect example of that. He could De easily. De Los Santos man. would be perfect uh, now. Yes. Promote him. Yes. De Los him, Santos Mel- could easily him. take Henry's place. Melendez, our, our second stride. Because I mean, they threw Hembry in, and what a one-run game, and he got 
Gave a bunch of base runners again, and then Banda turned into a pumpkin again. Got I, I must up. say though, the Pirates are making a little bit of a comeback. It's uh, now five to three in the eighth inning. So I said, I just looked at the game there, and I saw as Merv was talking, I said, "Yoshi in play runs." I was like, "Oh man, this well, is the grannies. But there was a ground out. <laughs> yeah. Like I said, they'll give they'll give them every chance and then some because because of the amount of money that they gave them. Yeah. And that's and that's what kind of bothers me too. Is it's like no, yeah, that I mean, bugs the hell out of me. That like it, like P- Polanco last year. It's like with that argument, it's like he was making twelve million. He he had a a past of success and was making twelve million dollars. And it's like uh they're cheap and won't let him go. And it's like well, at least he had some sort of successful past. And with Yoshi, it's he hasn't had success in the U.S. yet. And it's like it's four million dollars. And they're I think I said that to someone else. I was like, what you think they're gonna it just put seven million or five million dollars on the IL for the rest of the season. You think they're going to throw away another four? Well, I mean, Greg Brown might have some pool in that because he wants to say it suit suit Sugio every time he does something. Yeah. So, I don't I know. Just, I, he hasn't done I'm anything just, though for him to say it. No, no. <laughs> He's waiting. He's, He's buying his time, man. Come on. I mean, Chavis has filled in perfectly fine at first base. I, I mean, as far as things, today. I yeah, I hadn't seen it yet. <laughs> I was, kind of falls I into that game day. I was like, oh. being too short though. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's been a couple He's, plays where it's like, man, I really wish he was a couple inches taller. He yeah. could easily play second base right now. I'm fine with yeah. that. Throw Chavis at second base. Cool. Yeah. I do, so, I really, that's what you do. Mm-hmm. Your your rant was rather uh, feisty today and i'm, I'm yeah for it. yeah i do this to myself by actually turning on the game and paying attention <laughs> on to your it. off days that aren't rained out yeah i swear to god you have the worst luck with rainouts every time i'm off every time i'm off and then and then whenever it does go through it's this so the games either get rained out or i well i mean they're they're starting to come back now but like i'm not actually watching it yeah ryan reynolds I mean, I, I had an rbi from... and i'm and happy because it's about was, time. <laughs> yeah, it, runners in scoring position have not been his friend recently, and uh, hey, maybe, maybe it's turnaround week. You know, I mean, it could be Nick it, Gonzalez Nicky, turning it around. Nicky G got it going. Swaggerty had a big night. Maybe it, you know Brian Reynolds is going to finally click this week. Marcano had a big night. Made you look like good. a fool. I, I just said Brian Reynolds <laughs> and Annabelle got excited. Uh-oh. Is that is that her man? Hmm. Does okay? Does she approve of the stash, Brian Reynolds stash? No, oh, no, Annabelle. Do you approve of the Reynolds stash, or does it have to be full goatee? No, a stash is okay. The stash is okay. Okay, cool. Okay. A little bit of lip lettuce. Okay. Yeah. Have you shown her John Baker's lip lettuce? Is she like full blown, like in love with know. the Baker stash? I don't know. I'm, I'm afraid to show her a picture of John Baker. <laughs> She knows she, she might see someone better. He's like, nah, man, I'm too insecure for that shit. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> that, that man has the, 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 you know, the golden mustache. So yeah, he definitely. Well, I know. I don't know, man. John O'Reilly's mustache is getting there. It's getting there. Yeah. It's getting yeah, like, yeah. It's I getting to the red leg. Pitched what yesterday? But boys. What uh? What other topics are burning through your mind right now? Because 
honestly, I'm just really happy that Nick Gonzalez has found himself in a good place recently. Because I know last episode we talked about it and he was in some trouble. And, you know, we were wondering if we should hit the panic button. I mean, strikeouts are still there. We've seen, but Gonzalez is at least, but he's at least getting multi-hit games. Yeah, like, did he strike out twice yeah. tonight? I thought it was one count. Or at least once. once. Yeah, I think it was once. Yeah. I think it was. But had a couple bad whiffs. But he, he's turning it around a little bit. And yeah, I didn't notice this until Nola brought it up. You know, in the chat. But it seemed like when Pagaro was hot, Nick Gonzalez was cold. When Nick Gonzalez was hot, Pagaro was cold. It was. I don't know. I I really didn't notice that correlation until uh, he mentioned it. So. Uh, let's see here. Gonzalez struck out twice tonight. Yes. He went two for five with two Ks. So, as, long, as long as you're playing good more than you're playing bad, I guess, in baseball. So, what? <laughs> yeah. he's had, today's Friday. So, so, three. he's had three really good games and then one bad game. If you can even count today as a bad game. So 30% of the time. What is a good, I guess, median I would say for Gonzalez because the power hasn't showed up completely as of yet. So are we talking 25% you're happy, 27% strikeout rate you're happy? What is the happy median for Gonzalez for the kind of production that he can give us? I mean, ideally, I think ideally it's, it, it, it starts dropping way below that because, yeah. because like he was supposed to be like the most advanced college back in that draft class and this wasn't supposed to be an issue like he was the guy that was going to compete for batting titles and and yada 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 so yeah. i guess i think ideally you want that to start trading towards under 20 percent right i don't know if we're going to get that now because there's obviously a giant hole in his swing um but if he's going to be right in, in if he's going to be in in the 20s or mid to upper 20s then we're going to have to see a lot more power than we're we're seeing at this at this current rate. I'm gonna want to see it at like 25 or below. Yeah, ideally under 20, but 25 or below, or 20 to 25. I think I'll be good. Yeah, that's it. I'll be good with 25. I I have one little tiny rant that I'll go through, and then you know we can start wrapping the show up. But why is Nick Gonzalez playing shortstop? Why at all? I, I don't get that move whatsoever. I mean, they've thrown him there, what, two, three times now? Why? What What's the point there? Stick him at second base. That's fine. He has he does not have the arm, as we could see, at shortstop. And Piguero has his issues at shortstop. And I know we've talked about this on several occasions, but why not throw Triolo there? Why? Why do we have to throw him around everywhere else but shortstop? Makes no sense to me. And I, I don't know. Do you two have the answer as to why Gonzalez is playing shortstop other than the Pirates' uh, obsession with having super athletic league. players? Yeah. Uh, like, I think it's, I think they're just trying to be, they're getting to the point where they're being the, want to be the smartest guy in the room and, or, well, think they're the smartest guy in the room and they're overthinking it because they're, I understand wanting versatility, but usually it's, you know, 
when you got a guy at a spot and you got another guy where you got to find playing time, you're like, hey, let's, you know, try you at other positions. Let's move you around or a guy. It's just, it's been a little too extra. It is. Yeah. And I mean, Nick Gonzalez, like, I get it for some, like, someone like Marcano, that's his best path to to the majors. Yeah. Stuff like that. But someone who is your top 10 first round pick, your first draft pick that you make, you know, the only time that you realistically want him not playing second base is when you're giving him a day off, right? Right. So yeah. why why does he need to really learn anything else other than that position that he's going to mm-hmm. be playing? Because it, it also, and I've been talking to a couple guys about it, like in the uh, P2 comments and even like Wilbur, and I'm like, and it's getting to the point, especially too, that they haven't really done too much to upgrade the major league roster to where, it's almost indicating to it almost indicating or signaling to me. I'm like, does Ben and company do they have faith in their developmental system as much as they act as they do? Yeah, because I mean they're not putting they they should have like a core, at least some mm-hmm. semblance of a core in a major league roster to bring these kids into for one thing. Yeah, and for another, again, you know, back to the versatility thing, like they should. They should be able to trust guys at positions and not be like, "Hey, let's just put you everywhere and see where you'll stick." And you know that what you said there kind of put pointed me towards one of the articles I wrote for Pittsburgh Baseball Now, and it was some quotes that I pulled from Ben Charrington's podcast episode uh, on Fangraphs Radio. And this was dealing with O'Neill Cruz, but I think this can go to everyone with what he said. You know. Chankton said, we're trying not to overcomplicate it, quite frankly. Uh, We're relying on what we're seeing, what our experts are seeing, and what the metrics are telling us to put together a story of who he is, O'Neill Cruz, and what he may become. So if you're not trying to overcomplicate things, then why are you trying to complicate things by throwing people in positions that they're not going to succeed at? It makes Mm -hmm. no sense. You know, you're talking one way, and then you're doing another thing. You know, Mm -hmm. I think the... What, what is it? The definition of insanity is doing the same thing multiple times and expecting different results. Like, yeah, it's not going to happen if you keep trying to overcomplicate things. Let the process mm-hmm. go and see where things lie. Mm-hmm. He's thinking 20 steps ahead, he thinks, but he's drawing us back 10. It, it, yeah. it makes no sense. And then we've and, seen so much of it at the big league level this year, too, where it's like, you know, I mean, moving. <clears throat> Moving an infielder all across the infield is one thing. Moving an outfielder to all three outfield spots is one thing. But as we've seen with like the defense, where they're like, "Oh, you've been playing second base and shortstop your whole life. Go try right field." Right, like, and that's also kind of why, like me personally, wanting Cruz to be in the outfield, I'm like, just stick him out there and leave him out there now. Right, just do it now, because yeah. if you're gonna bring him up now as a shortstop, he's probably gonna struggle at shortstop, and then if they decide they want to be competitive again, put a roster together. Then and then they decide hey, let's put him in the outfield. Then he's got to struggle through the outfield. Then, like, yep. why why don't they want him to be in the best position to succeed and be there now to succeed now, rather than just elongate the pat the struggle? Exactly, it is overcomplicating something that could be very simple. And I don't mean to you know demean a, a process of development because it's a very hard process, and yeah. most of the time things aren't going to work, but 
this seems like something that could work. It's not foolproof, but it's damn near close. And it, I, it, it rattles my brain even thinking about it. And I have a very small brain uh, to some people. So it, it is what it is. But boys, unless you have anything else, we're going to wrap up the show here. Uh, any final thoughts or words of wisdom? Uh, Murph, I know your beautiful brain might have something for the kids. Stay in school. Stay in school. <laughs> Stay in school. Stay in school. <laughs> speaking, speaking of that, I, I, I do. I very much. He's not a baseball fan at all, but I, I do want to give a shout out to my youngest brother. Graduated high school yesterday, okay. so we're having we're at, we're having his graduation party tomorrow. So super proud of congratulations him. to him. He, yeah, he, he graduated with an advanced diploma. I didn't Good even have him, a diploma man. inside my little thing on graduation day because I had to go to summer school my senior year. So so super proud of him for it so absolutely little bear little bear graduated man good for him man i i I barely graduated high school so i'm right there with you Mm -hmm. (laughs) but um i did summer school what what was it government class the teacher walked in and said 25 percent of my students fail and i'm like well i'm going to summer school this year (laughs) (laughs) i'm booking it right now stamp me in it But, boys and girls, that's going to do it uh, for this episode of the Murfanko Experience. Uh, I genuinely hope you enjoyed this episode. And, uh, you know, as I said on Twitter, the next few episodes are going to feature our very own Pirates Top 30 prospects. We're going to break it down, break it down. And Nola's smiling at me right now because he knows 1 through 30 right now. It's just Blake Sable. Blake Sable, Blake Sable 1 through 30. That's it. It's simple and easy. <laughs> Murph, you can't talk right now about Blake Sable. You're in the doghouse, my friend. What do I do? You smiled. I don't know. Been, <laughs> I just wanted to create God. I have given that man so much attention on P2. <laughs> so much attention. I don't think your attention it's, it's matches Nola's, though. It's because I mean, they. I, well, it's also because like it's really just Altoona that we're watching. <laughs> Yeah, like I, I, I like I cannot wait till next week when Braden's back on stream, just for a little variety. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially when there's, indie. especially when there's a rain out. It's like indie rain. I'm like, no. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. That, that game. Like, yeah. And then what is it? That game was like the um, the day they got rained out. What is it? Uh, Altoona played at like eleven. So yeah. like we're just yeah, done. At, like, like we we're just done at two. Yeah. There's like nothing else to do. Yeah, because Greensboro and Branson were at night and neither was on. So it was like, okay, well, there's a Pirates game. Nah, I'm good. Actually, I mm. think that was, the, that was the night the Pirates were off, I think. Or is that the yeah. YouTube game? I don't remember. I think it was the YouTube game. Yeah. I haven't and, been watching. But, boys and girls, like I said, that's going to do it for the episode. And, uh, you know, we're going to give out our socials. I'll start out with mine. It's at Murfanko, M-U-R-P-H-A-N-K-O on Twitter. Give me a follow. Really close to 1,500 followers. Uh, so we're building it up gradually. Uh, shout out to my new followers who helped your boy out. Um, Murph, give out your socials, you lovely son of a bitch. As always, give me a follow on Twitter at double underscore Murphy 88. Yes. Don't quite have the followers that, that Cody does, but I am really close to 800. Ooh. I'm I, I'm I'm really close to the next hundred up. I don't, can't remember what it is because my brain doesn't work that way. Dope. How's the YouTube channel doing? Shout out to YouTube. Uh, link for my YouTube channel is in my bio on Twitter. 
you that way if you want to catch up on on minor league videos and stuff like that a bunch of, i got a bunch of stuff waiting to go got a bunch of stuff for the stuff i'm working on on p2 for next week that's going to go up along with the the articles so very good very good but you won't get audio unless you cash at mer 50 bucks just saying that that them's the rules. <laughs> you get audio on the Twitter page because because I, I send the uh, I send the videos straight from my phone to Twitter. The other <laughs> ones I'm not editing the videos on my phone because that that just I did that once and it drove me crazy. <laughs> Louisiana Ted, get your social out, man. That's at Nola Jeffy N O L A J E F F Y. Got to get this man. Still called still called Louisiana Ted. Yes. I might eventually switch it back. We'll see. He's not going to. Don't fix what's not broken. Yeah, it's it's, it's <laughs> perfect. You got to get this man okay. to 100 followers right now. I, I, yeah, yeah, I mean, I think, I think I'm up like four followers since I changed it. So, I mean, that's, that's a high percentage. Yeah. <laughs> Following the Tampa Bay Rays percentages game, man. Exactly. I feel it. But, guys, we love you very, very much. Please rate, review, subscribe to the podcast wherever you get the podcast so you don't miss out on any of the fun stuff that we're talking about. And stay tuned for the next, I don't know, three, four weeks of our top 30 uh, Pirates prospect list. It's going to be good. I got a feeling. And on that fourth week, we got a huge surprise for you. So stay tuned. And, guys, can we please, please get it right this time? Let's... Let's go, go, go Bucks. Bucks. You <laughs> bastards. <laughs>